was incredibly excited to be heading out to the San Juan Islands in Washington for the weekend. I had recently purchased a lot on one of the less populated islands and was going to renovate a cabin on some waterfront land. Being a builder myself, I have some friends in the real estate business. I was able to get in early on a screaming deal on a premium lot. After a cash offer and a quick close, I got to work right away on getting tools and materials delivered to the property. The cabin that currently exists out there had apparently never been finished. The original owner, having done a lot of their own work, sadly abandoned the property. I didn't have all the details as to what happened, just that payments stopped coming in. Because I had to move quickly on the deal, I only saw a small number of pictures. I knew the islands pretty well, so I was familiar with the high-value investment of waterfront lots. I bought it without seeing the current structure that was there. I assumed there would be some demolition required so that I could fix up and either sell it or retire there. Having taken the day off, I woke up early on a Friday morning and went out to the pier where I would meet a charter boat. The only way to reach the islands was to either own your own boat or charter one. Maybe one day I would make the investment of getting a small craft, but for now this ferry service suited me just fine. The morning was warm given it was late summer. It was that time of year when all the grass and trees dried out, but you at least got some of the few blue sky sunny days left in the year in this part of the country. I packed fairly light, including my laptop in case I needed to get in touch with work then a small digital recorder so that I could take quick notes on things I noticed about the cabin. Most of the tools and building materials had been delivered to the property the weekend prior by barge. I was expecting to hike in and get started on the renovation right away. The boat ride to the island was serene, calm, which was typical for this time of year. The charter boat docked to the pier, and once I had my bag and backpack, they were off again for their next stop. Walking the pier onto the beach, I marveled at the beauty that was an island covered in vegetation. The clubhouse was nothing more than a small shack with some information pamphlets and maybe an outhouse. Hiking past it, I made my way on a narrow gravel trail into the woods that would circle the entire island. The trail was dark at first, thick foliage from the tall trees filtering light in from the island beaches. I only saw one other cabin on my way to the property, which was expected. Given this island was sparsely populated, and only really with vacation homes, there was usually nobody you would run into. I reached the property and laughed to myself as I approached the structure. The framing and outside looked fantastic. Someone really had put a labor of love into this project. There could still be things lurking in the walls on the inside, but this was a great start to this renovation finding everything in such great shape. I had been bracing myself for a complete demolition and rebuild, but that was far from the case. I found several pallets of materials around the area that would be the front yard. Everything from lumber, tile, insulation, to plumbing. It was all here. I walked inside into the back door, where a small deck had been built overlooking the water. The view was stunning, and based on the position of the cabin, would have the sun setting over the water. Wondering then about a potential sale, I decided that moment that I was keeping this one. It was just too good to let go.
Getting to work immediately, I moved up to the attic to address the insulation that hadn't been completed, then made some fixes to the plumbing and even did a little bit of tiling in the bathroom to make it look a little bit more modern. After a hard day of solid work on the renovation, I took a seat in a camper chair out on the patio to watch the sunset. It really was a sight to behold, staring out onto the calm water in weather that held a perfectly comfortable temperature. Once the sun set, I went inside to lay out a sleeping pad and bag, get some much-needed rest. However, a small noise caught my attention in one of the unfinished walls. I walked closer to it, straining my ears to try to identify what it could be. Pressing my ear to the wall itself, it almost sounded like a voice coming over static. This didn't really make any sense to me. What I definitely didn't want was some animal making their home in the walls of this cabin, not after such a good job was done to the structure so far. I examined the wall and decided that this was one I was probably going to demolish anyway. I was wanting to make some changes to the electrical and maybe do a higher quality job on the sheetrock. Grabbing a sledgehammer, I approached the wall where I could hear the voice and bashed a hole large enough for me to peek in. With a flashlight, I moved all directions that I could see in the wall. On the very bottom where the sheetrock met the floor, a flash of metal or plastic caught my eye. It's hard to tell exactly what it was, but it definitely wasn't an animal. Reaching my arm into the wall and down to the object, I felt a smooth plastic with my fingers. I pulled it out and looked over what appeared to be a small digital recorder. I paused there for a moment. This wasn't just any digital recorder. This was mine. Confused, I looked over to the table where I had set up my laptop, and sitting right next to it was my recorder. I walked over to the other device and put them side by side. Other than the one from the wall being far more worn and dirty, it was identical. I checked the backside for a scuff that I put on it on accident the first day I had it, while recording something on a ladder. Sure enough, it was there just like on my actual recorder. The static sound came from it again, weak, but still there. I tried to hit the play button, but a battery symbol flashed on the screen, indicating that it had no power left. I found the USB port on the device and blew into it to push out any of the dust that had accumulated while it was in the wall. The screen on the device flashed on when the power cable was plugged in, flashing a brand logo across it. After it loaded, it indicated that there was a single recording stored in the memory. Curiosity getting the better of me, I set it to the beginning of the file and hit play. The voice coming out of the recorder didn't make any sense. I sat, staring at the screen for a moment when an idea came to me. I plugged into my computer went to the attached devices and pulling up the file folders of the recorder. I copied the audio file onto my laptop and then opened a basic audio editing software. I played the file again, listening to the same nonsensical voice. I stopped it, then went to the options of the program and selected to reverse the recording. I hit play again, and the voice came through, clear and understandable. I... I don't know. I'm so confused. I buried it in the yard, 
Over there, by that tree, there was some commotion on the recording after these words, then a crashing noise, and the recording ended suddenly. The recording being in reverse wasn't the strangest thing about this recording, though. What gave me chills all over my body was that this was my voice on the recording, without a doubt in my mind. I sat and stared at the monitor for a moment, then played the audio file a few more times. It was unmistakably me speaking on the recorder, but I have no idea when this could have been recorded. Nor do I have any idea how this recorder ended up in the wall of a house I've not visited before today. Questions circling around in my head were interrupted by a new noise outside the front door of the cabin. Something that sounded like a little girl giggling could be heard ever so faintly. I jumped when I heard the sound, already on edge from the mystery of the recorder. I grabbed a flashlight and opened up the front door. The island was pitch dark now that the sun was set, so I checked the front porch with the narrow beam of the flashlight. Nothing was there, though. Stepping out onto the porch, I started illuminating the forest in front of the cabin. Then I saw her, a little girl running through the woods. She was laughing and giggling as she ran, across the property and out of sight. I stepped from the patio and followed, curious on one hand that there was a kid running around out here, also concerned that she may be lost in the darkness. I followed the sounds of laughter to a part of the yard that had a fire pit and several of the yard tools. The little girl peeked out from the trunk of a tree. Hey there, are you alright? I asked. The little girl didn't respond to me, just kept giggling quietly to herself. Are you lost? Where are your parents? I asked again. The little girl stepped out in front of the tree. She raised her arm and pointed it right at me. Then, to my horror, she burst into flames like her body was made of fire itself. She formed into a ball and turned the tree she was standing in front of into an inferno. I looked up, terrified, to see the canopy of the tree start to take light. I looked around desperately for a way to put it out. If I didn't, the whole island might catch fire. Shining my flashlight on the tools, I found a chainsaw that was left so I could fell trees. I grabbed it and pulled hard on the starter cord. The engine putted but didn't come to life from the cold start. I frantically pulled the cord four more times till finally it roared into life. I rushed at the tree and began cutting. The sound tore into the calm night as I chopped down the tree, saving the rest of the forest from the fire. Running back to the house, I grabbed a hose connected to the side and began spraying down the trunk and branches to extinguish the flames. As the fire subsided, I sunk down onto a nearby stump next to the fire pit, relieved that I avoided a catastrophe. Where had the little girl come from? What was she? What just happened? Were questions running through my head. Everything about this night making me want to run away as far as I possibly could. I looked up again, seeing that my flashlight was still illuminating the trunk from the felled tree. I went to pick it up when I noticed something strange about it. Where the girl had been standing, there was a mound of loose dirt piled at the base. Approaching it cautiously, I kneeled down to take a closer look. Maybe I was just being crazy, but even a pile of dirt seemed suspicious after everything that had happened so far. With a fair bit of apprehension, I used my hands to move away the loose dirt. 
digging down into the hole that had been made there. Out of it, I pulled a human skull. It was marked on the top with various symbols and runes I did not recognize. Its appearance was ominous, to say the least. Not least of which because a phantom child exploded into flames right where I found it. I picked it up and brought it with me into the house. There wasn't anything else that could provide any answers as to what was going on, so I decided that researching these runes was the only way to gain more information. As I made my way up to the porch, I could have sworn I could still hear that little girl giggling off in the distance. Opening the door to the cabin, I walked to the small camping table I had my laptop on. I took pictures of the various runes and symbols, attempting to search the internet for answers on what I was seeing. Unfortunately, I was only able to find vague details and speculation on what was admittedly some sketchy websites. One thing everyone seemed to agree on, though, was that this was some sort of attempt at witchcraft. I closed my laptop, unable to take any more weirdness for that evening. I decided I would try to get some sleep and maybe do some research tomorrow. I found my sleeping bag and pad to be welcoming as I shut my eyes, falling asleep almost immediately. The first rays of sunlight came faster than I was expecting, and I really stayed up that late. Blinking and rubbing the sleep out of my eyes, I stood and stretched, feeling or maybe hoping today would be a better day. Grabbing some coffee, I went out to the back porch to enjoy some time with the view. I grabbed my digital recorder as well. Perhaps I could mull things over while I sip my coffee, come up with some plans for my next renovations, take my mind off the events of the night before. The sun was blazing across the water as I walked out. I shielded my eyes, thinking the reflection off the water was extremely bright in the mornings. Then something occurred to me that stopped me in my tracks. I had just watched the sunset over the water yesterday evening. How was the sun rising from the same place this morning? I walked to the front of my house, which was shaded as the incoming rays of sunshine hit the back of the house. Glancing to my right, I could see the fire pit area from the night before clearly now. I dropped my coffee cup onto the front porch as I looked at the tree I had just cut down the night before. It was there, whole, as if I'd never touched it at all. I ran back into the cabin and looked at the skull on the table. It sat there, benignly, no strange activity coming from it at all. The outside was a completely different story, though. From the front porch, the sun was now well above the water. It was as if several hours had passed in mere minutes. To my horror, work I had done the previous day appeared to start undoing itself right before my eyes. Tiles and thin set came out of the bathroom and back into their packages. The insulation that I put into the attic returned where I found it the prior day. Unsure of what to do, I grabbed the skull from the table and took it outside. I threw it into the woods nearby, as if discarding it from the house would do something, or rather undo whatever was causing time to seemingly run backwards. The sun was setting now on the back of the house. I watched as darkness took over the yard. A chill ran over me as I was suddenly bathed in darkness, still wearing the clothes I went to bed in. Then, inexplicably, light started to shine behind me again. The sun was rising once more from the water, this time much faster than I had witnessed. 
was over my head in mere seconds and then back down again. Stepping further out into the yard, I looked at the cabin as the sun whipped through the sky, bringing darkness once again. In no time at all, it was rising, then setting. It eventually gained so much speed that the light in the sky was like a strobe light. It became so intense I had to shield my eyes from it, only able to look up at the cabin. The ground, dirt, leaves, branches started to move as if they were alive, as if retracing their steps after months, maybe even years of wind and rain that had pushed them here and there. Eventually, the cabin seemed to deconstruct in front of my eyes. First the outer shell, then the frame, and even the foundation vanished. Trees grew back where the cabin had been, returning the lot back to its original state. The sun didn't stop there. It only got faster and faster. The strobe became so rapid that the light even started to seem constant, sun moving in an unnatural motion as it traversed not only the sky, but all of its movement of the various seasons. I looked around to see the forest moving and changing at an impossible pace. If there were animals or people moving about, they were going so fast I couldn't perceive them as actual shapes. The sun finally started to slow back into a flashing in the sky. I watched as there was a clearing made in what was previously the cabin's front yard. A large bonfire was created in the center of it, with torches lining the perimeter. As the sun returned to its normal pace, it ended having just set, the only light illuminating the area coming from the burning fires. I gaped at the sight in front of me now. Several cloaked figures were standing around a bonfire, all chanting something in unison in a language I didn't understand. Several of them turned to me then, having noticed my arrival. You again! One of them shouted. A few of them stepped forward and seized me by the arms, bringing me toward the bonfire. I was pushed down onto my knees in front of the crowd. Not him, another cloaked figure said. Still, he showed up when we did the spell. He has to know something. Check his pockets. One of the figures went through my pant pockets, finding the tape recorder I had put there when I woke up. The man looked at it and scoffed at the device. Whoever you are, you're on our land. The last person who came here trapped us here by stealing one of our ritual objects. You wouldn't be here if you hadn't touched it. Tell me where you put it, the man said. As he asked this question, he threw the tape recorder back at me, which hit me in the chest and fell to the ground. The screen flipped on then, indicating that the record button had been pressed. I didn't really know what to say in reply. I... I don't know. I'm so confused. I said out loud. Then I paused, the words ringing in my head from the recording I listened to earlier. Realization setting in that the skull was somehow key to all of this, and it being hidden was the only reason I was probably still alive. I decided then to lie, but had to come up with one quickly. I buried it in the yard, over there, by that tree, I said, just as the recording had done. I looked down at the recorder again, in awe of the oddity of this whole situation. One of the cloaked figures noticed this, and also looked down at the device. They moved forward grabbed it, and threw it into the woods where the cabin used to be. You'd better not be lying to us, he said, and he motioned for others to follow him. As a small group of them went to investigate the tree I pointed out, I looked up 
I saw that the two cloaked figures holding me were watching the others with interest. Now was probably my only opportunity to catch them off guard. I took the chance and jumped backward, surprising the two men. They tried to grab me again, but I ran into the woods toward where I had thrown the skull. He's escaping! They shouted after me. I didn't look back. I knew they would all be after me after that. I searched frantically, looking for the skull I had so carelessly discarded out in the foliage. The men were grabbing the torches around the perimeter, coming into the woods to locate me again. Then I found it, sitting under some bushes. I grabbed it as the first of the cloaked men were coming down on me. Without any idea of what else to do, I grabbed a nearby rock and smashed it down on the skull, hard. No! The closest man to me shouted. A series of lights burst from the skull as it shattered into pieces. They whirled around me as the sun had done, whipping throughout the sky. The lights were so bright I had to cover my eyes again. Then I felt myself become weightless, picked up off the ground and surrounded by the blinding light. The cloaked figures were shouting other things at me, but the effect of the skull being destroyed had drowned out my senses. They sounded like they were coming from somewhere very distant. Eventually, I couldn't take it anymore. I cried out, hoping the lights would stop. Stop! Stop it! I yelled. Then it did stop. The light behind my hands was constant, reminiscent of a normal sunny day. I moved my hands from my face, stunned at what I was seeing. I was on the charter boat again, looking out at the crew and other passengers who had taken an interest in me after I randomly shouted. I looked around at all of their confused faces. One member of the crew approached me. Sir, is everything okay? He said. Yes, I'm alright, I said. Hey, um, something has come up. Go ahead and charge me for the trip, but I'm going to get my things and get off the boat. Sure thing. We can give you a credit for next time, sir. Are you sure you're all right? He asked again. I'm good, thank you, I said as I disembarked the boat. I rushed back up the docks toward the parking lot, got into my car, and drove out of there back to my home as quickly as I could. I don't know by what means or magic I was returned here, but I was definitely not going back to that island. I hired a crew to finish the renovations so that I could flip the property for a profit. I questioned sometimes if any of it was real. Maybe I had some kind of nervous breakdown. That is, until I sit out on the back porch of my home at night, and I can hear the faint sound of that little girl giggling off in the distance. <laughs>